Hey there guys, welcome back to another episode of the Unbearable Creatives. Today we're going to be talking to you about what we've done to stay entertained during quarantine. It's going to be a good one, let's go! Hello, everyone. Anna's yawning. <laughs> Good start. Everyone. <laughs> Hello, we are back, family. How's everyone doing? Hannah. Good. I'm tired. You're tired. <clears throat> um, there was a big storm last night. There was a big so. storm. Uh, well, all right. So, sorry, I'm adjusting the thing really quick as I'm talking. Um, well, yeah. So, welcome back, everyone. We are Eric Baskin and Hannah Exotic, your hosts of the Unbearable Creatives. This is episode twenty-two. Yes, this is episode twenty-two. Mm-hmm. Last week was actually supposed to be episode twenty-two, but it didn't come out. We did make episode twenty-two last week, but Eric didn't. didn't like it. I didn't exactly love it. Um, I felt like. I felt like it was a little bit too doom and gloom for everyone. A lot of it was us talking about like the coronavirus and a lot of people, I think in the media and like in certain leadership circles, uh, have been doing a lot of dumb stuff in the last few weeks because of this. And I, we were kind of talking about that a lot and I just felt bad because it's really depressing um, so if you want to find all that stuff out that we did talk about, just go ahead and hit up your local news source, but we would just rather not depress you here, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and it's like, it, it's tough because it's like, it's literally impossible to not talk about the virus and all the stuff surrounding it. Like even today, we're going to talk about it a little bit, hopefully not too much, but it's just there's not a lot else going on because everybody else is home and it's just, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just kind of, it, it, life is just kind of depressing in a way if you, if you let it be, you know? So we're going to talk about things that have been making us happy. Yeah. Kind of. Kind of. Some things. Actually. Just getting our mind off Corona, I guess. Yeah, basically. Actually, I just thought of this. Hannah and I usually do like a couple minutes of like us talking back and forth about what we want to talk about during the episode, like for the couple minutes before because we're so prepared all the time. Um, but I just realized something that I forgot is, um, if y'all haven't seen on YouTube, if any of you have ever seen the office, uh, Jim from the office does this, has this YouTube channel now called some good news. Hannah hasn't watched it. And I haven't actually watched a lot of it either. I saw like one of his episodes that he's done, but if you want a good way to get out of like the doom and gloom, like depressing news cycle whatever social media has um that's surrounded coronavirus that's a great way to do it because it's all it's only good things that are going on like he um on his first episode he had steve carell who plays michael scott the leader the um the boss on the office him and michael just going back and forth about like old memories that they have from it and it's just it's a show full of that it's literally called some good news just to get people's minds off of all the bad stuff there's also a lot of people doing like, uh, at least a lot of people on my Instagram, famous people, are doing yoga. 
with like live they'll go live with somebody else and yeah. that person's teaching yoga yeah so that other people can do yoga with them yeah actually that's a good place to start i guess like the things that people are doing to get like fans or like their friends and family's minds off of all the bad stuff that's a pretty interesting thing mm-hmm. like i feel like every day it's like a different uh musical artist is like doing a live like singing like her uh, the R&B singer, her, she is like every couple of days she'll post uh, or she'll go on IG live, like singing covers of songs or her own songs or whatever. Tori Kelly, her and Tori Kelly did uh, a couple songs together a couple weeks ago. They did one song. Or uh, one song. But yeah, Tori Kelly does that a lot too, or she'll just go on and sing. James Blake, uh, a big uh, indie artist, alternative artist, um, does that too? He he actually does like covers of other people's songs. He did, he did one of Frank Ocean's songs once uh, mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago too. Um, but a lot of a lot of people are doing that, and I th- I just think that's really cool um, for people to do that to just help as a distraction uh, for all from all this going on. And you know, it, it's a good way to entertain without having to bring thousands of people within inches of your face and making people sick you know Mm -hmm. uh but yeah so all of that's happening um how are you doing hannah good how is your mental health how is your heart (laughs) how's your health (laughs) your medical health if you would have asked me a couple weeks ago i probably would have been like no i'm gonna go insane but i'm doing okay there are times where you still go insane kind of where I do feel like I'm going to go insane. Like, I don't know. It really depends on how you wake up in the morning. Like, there's mornings when I wake up and I'm like, today is not the day. <laughs> it's not the day. I have to get out of this house. And Eric doesn't like, like, the only options we have are to go outside. But Eric doesn't like outside, for those of you who don't know him. I don't mind no. not go- I don't you mind do going not outside. like outside. I don't hate it. It's just bugs and, like... So, he, yeah, he doesn't like outside. <laughs> so, I have to, like, make other, like, I have to come up with other things to do. Basically. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't not like going outside, everyone. I just don't like, one, I don't like staying outside for an extended <laughs> period of time. He likes walking to the car. I like walking to the <laughs> car. I like walking to the car to get into my car and drive to McDonald's and drive back. And then get out of my car for a moment outside and then get inside the house. Uh, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I just, yeah, I, I, that's not how I find that. That's not where I find my peace personally, but I, I want to do, I want you to be able to do whatever you want to do to that's helpful, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, what is, is there anything else? Like how else, how else have you been mm, handling good. it? I do a lot of homework. <laughs> I actually do, though, like, to be productive, to feel like I'm doing something. Um, I work out. Eric did a workout with me last night. It was quite hilarious. We'll, we'll do it again today. There's this psycho on, lady on, on YouTube Instagram. who just does a bunch of arm exercises. And it's like, you know, for the first minute, it's like nice. But she goes for like eight minutes. You have and to it's hold just, your arms up and move them for eight minutes straight and you can't put them down. Yeah. And it's just like. You're waving your arms in like cir- like small concentric circles or whatever, and 
for eight minutes is just like it's so difficult. <laughs> it, it is, but it's supposed to tone your Like it arms. looks like it should be easy. But trust me, guys, to all my guys out there who are like, you know, super machismo, like big buff guys, trust me, this would give you a hard time. <laughs> it's funny because her, uh, I should actually like look it up and tell you guys which one it is. Because her bio for the video is like, I know it looks easy, but trust me, it's not. <laughs> it sucks. Like it's that. hard. I hate it. I don't want to do it. <laughs> Sorry. So her name is Holly Dolk. D-O-L-K. D-O-L-K-E. E. Ah. And it's called Tone Your Arms Workout No Equipment. I don't have equipment, so I had to find an arm workout that would. Yeah. And I'm pretty. I'm not. I was sore yesterday, but I'm not today. Yeah, it sucks. But if you want something to do, if you want to work out, that's a good. Her channel's a good place to go to. And it's quick. It's eight minutes, and you feel like you did no. Something. But it it feels like the longest eight minutes of your life. Though. Yeah. But in reality, it's just eight minutes. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I work yeah. out. Yeah. I do homework. Uh, I'll clean. Uh, Netflix. Netflix has been our saving grace. That's a yeah. that's a good. It I think really that's a good transition. Been. I haven't been watching Hulu, some Disney Plus, but Netflix has helped a lot. Yeah, same. Netflix, Twitch. Um, if you like video games, Twitch is always the place to go. The it's funny the people on that site, the people who like the uh, gamers or people who live stream a lot of things on Twitch. Like their lives really haven't changed at all. Like mm-hmm. yours hasn't really. I mean, no, I I, I work Except at home for me being here. Yeah, I work at home for the most part, but um, yeah, me and all the Twitch streamers like are just chilling because uh, that's generally what we would be doing anyway. Um, and what? Well, yeah, I miss going to work and mm. going to class. You miss I, going to class. I, you miss I traveling. actually miss maybe not going to work all the time, but. I do miss the people I work with, but going to class, like it's so like, it's easy when your class starts off as an online class, but going from face to face and learning as much as you do from your professors and then like taking the test is so much easier than trying to learn it at home and taking the test. Yeah. I'm trying to finish this test right now and I'm just like, wow, I probably would know this if we were face to face. True. So. But you have been able to save gas. That's true. That's been nice. Like mm-hmm. I feel like I've I've bought more food out recently as opposed to cooking. Like I I've generally bought more food from like drive-thrus and stuff, but I also feel like it's being offset by the fact that I'm paying for gas like once every 3 weeks. But yeah, all that's fun. Uh so this episode's not going to be super long. But we're just going to talk about a little bit of our, a, Netflix. our Netflix fun that we've been having. Uh, some of the shows that we've enjoyed, um, some of the things we've taken from them. Uh, and so I, I know I said earlier this wasn't going to be a depressing thing. This first show is pretty depressing. <laughs> this first show. Um, so for those of you who don't know, I am a child and family studies major. So all of my classes are like. Well, I guess we should say the show. Well, I, I for the for one of my classes, my I believe it's my child welfare class. I had to watch the Gabriel Fernandez trials on Netflix for a discussion board that um I had to do 
And so that's one of the shows we're going to be talking about today. Yeah. And if you don't know that uh, the Gabriel Fernandez story, it was about a, a small uh, child. He was probably eight, I think. When he, he was eight. He was eight. Seven or eight. Seven yeah. or eight. Um, and he basically, in an extreme story of uh, domestic violence and, and, and child abuse, um, he was killed by his mother's boyfriend. Um, well, both his mother and his boyfriend tortured him and killed him um, in May of 2013. And Netflix released... Uh, a, a, a short docu-series kind of thing um, about that and about the sort of pitfalls of the justice system slash child services where the, where that can go wrong and just how like how easy it is for no one to do their job for basically. nobody to do their job basically like, yeah literally there are four social workers in the case this kid was like treated horribly just like actually tortured like like stuff no one should ever have to go through uh-uh. no like you you shouldn't treat an animal as poorly as this kid was treated you shouldn't treat animals bad at all period but we'll get to that in a second but this kid went through just absolute hell for months mm-hmm. until he died and the social workers did nothing well yeah and so let's i think starting from the beginning so mm-hmm. um how does it start off? I actually didn't see the first episode. I caught I got into it after that one. But what what was the first episode about? Do you remember? Um it basically was just kind of like an outline of the whole series. Like an intro kind of. Yeah. It okay, literally yeah. brought up everything just small and then the episodes after that touched on each thing. So one was about the teacher and or his teacher and how she called um social child services child services the social worker that she would like personally call his social worker and um the social worker doing nothing and so there was an episode on that and there was an episode on um pearl his mother's background and gabriel's background because gabriel didn't live with them his first four years he lived with his uncle's uncle and his <laughs> uncle's husband, yeah, his, I believe. Yeah. Um, so he was raised by two gay men, a couple. That's important. I. That it's is. weird. It's weird that I. I'm saying that, but that's that plays a big part in why he was abused, um, which is awful. But it it's true. Yeah, and I've noticed that too. Not to cut you off. I'm sorry. No, you're good. I I noticed that too is a big thing. A lot of like. In this case, in if you remember the Aaron Hernandez, the football player who mm-hmm. killed the however the two or three people that he murdered and got sent he, to prison and killed himself, he was also yeah. he was also had been suspected to have been gay in high school, mm-hmm. and his father apparently didn't like that, and it led to all of these sort of different struggles that he had with his identity. And when his father died, that that sent him on a, a whole other spiral, but. I feel like in a lot of these strange um, abuse slash mental health issue cases that that we see a lot of the time, when it comes to guys, it they're all not always, but a lot of the times that is some sort of issue. Mm-hmm. 
and I don't psychologically psych for some reason psychologically an an issue with your sexual orientation in combination with other people's responses to it seem to lead to some sort of catastrophe Mm -hmm. a lot of the time not always obviously because a lot of people a lot of gay men or women go through struggles in their in in our society today in our society today without it ever being recognized mm-hmm. and without them doing anything bad or having something bad happen to them necessarily but that's not an uncommon issue mm-hmm. but in a lot of these super crazy cases that seems to be a theme a lot of the time yeah basically for the I get it's so hard because it's Gabriel Fernandez and Aaron Hernandez. So yeah. Really, I get them confused. Yeah. Um, but for Gabriel Fernandez, he was raised, like I said, by a gay couple. Um, and so when Pearl and her boyfriend got Gabriel, by the way, Pearl didn't want Gabriel. Of course. Like she left him at the hospital, basically. Yeah. When she gave birth to him. Um, but she she and her boyfriend called like thought Gabriel was gay. He's eight, seven. So eight. Yeah. and even if he were <laughs> who, who cares? cares? Like what? Um Right now like that is not they, the priority. It shouldn't be the priority and, and yeah. as far as you like yeah. I don't they know. took all of his his clothes away and then he like had two dresses hanging up. So they would like make him wear girl clothes yeah. and like beat him because on actually one of the first things after his death one of the first things that um how do you say his name pearl's boyfriend said uh sorrow yeah yeah um was well he was gay or that was like the first thing that was said that was the first thing asaro said to the officers who responded like asking Mm -hmm. like what happened like that was like his first response not like is it gonna be okay like yeah i don't know that 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 whole thing is just so disgusting like Mm -hmm. yeah so to talk about what happened to him um what happened to gabriel so thinking back months before his death um there was proof that he had been getting just beaten as a child and obviously like we a lot of us have had like you know spankings as, as a kid. So I learned about this in class. Yeah, there's a fine line. We're learning that spanking is not a good thing at all. Um, when I learned that in class, I don't always agree. We literally have an episode. Episode two is called "Spank Your Kids." Yeah. So my mom spanked me, and I, I'm thankful for it. But it there's you can't spank because you're angry. You have to spank with love, and my mom did very well in that. I think the purpose should be correction. If your spankings create markings or bleeding. it's not a spanking. Yeah. So that's the fine line. Between that's one it. of the fun. But <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, there also needs to be an emotional thing. Like you need to be emotionally involved with it. So if you spank just to spank and you don't go and talk to your child about it, that's a problem. You need to say, why did I spank you? Okay, do you know that I love you? Yeah. Like, because if not, it could look like abuse. Like, you have to... If it's rooted in love, then it won't. I, I, yeah. I firmly believe if, if you truly are coming in with the atten- intention of 
correcting uh, a, a bad behavior out of love, nine times out of 10 is probably not abuse. That mm-hmm. could still go bad. That could still be a wrong thing because people have different definitions of what love is and like what is right and wrong in that. But nine times out of 10, you're probably okay if you're coming in with the right attitude of, I'm not just using all the anger from my day. I'm not just like doing this because uh, whatever reason, it's my kid did X, Y, Z at school. So we need to have a punishment to where he understands this isn't right. And so he won't do it again. But this kid literally didn't do it. This was like the sweetest kid ever. So it wasn't. Yeah. Um, he, he's eight. So even if he's, you know, does make mistakes, like of course he, there was no like love rooted into his. Right. So this kid was like punched. Yeah. Oh yeah. Also it wasn't even like, it's not even legit like spanking. No, it's like you're, you're fighting a, a grown man. Like imagine trying to fight a grown man. That's what happened to this kid. Like, yeah, it's kind of crazy. They he was would strangled. They would, um, make him take cold baths to get rid of the bruising. Yeah. Um, and which the teacher didn't even said work like his hair, like would be missing in patches cause they're burnt and from like skin. cigarettes. Yeah. And his skin would be missing like chunks of it sometimes like mm-hmm. in his scalp. And he had fractures in his, um, school talking about people who didn't do their job mm-hmm. the well actually the one person who did was his teacher at the time yes she did exactly what she was taught to do in school calling the social worker what did what was their response typically to that like what what where did that go wrong so when you're in college, you're supposed to be taught that, um, well, social workers and teachers in the education, they're both taught that no matter what, if you see that a child is being abused at home, to call um, Child Protective Service, CPS. Um, so that means a teacher does not have to go to a principal to or anyone above her to call them and they have 48 hours to reach out. Um, I think if, if not, they could get in trouble too. But um, it's very important that teachers look out for this kind of thing because um, it like a child will most likely reveal it to their teacher. But like just by saying like when is lunch? I haven't eaten three days, or I didn't get to eat over the weekend. Yeah, kids will just or say that could be a sign of neglect. Yeah. Um. Or for Gabriel's, um, the way she found out was he was like, "Is it normal to bleed when I'm spanked, or is that okay?" Like he didn't know. Yeah. And so obvious. Um, she called CPS. And that's where it went wrong was they went to his house and didn't do anything about it. And he he had and showed all the signs. But the problem is the social work system, and they said this in the show, is it's towards more for the adult and less for the child. And so... You know, social workers typically listen to parents before they listen to the child. The child, it it's a big political thing that we learn in our classes at school. 
is um and like my professors are teaching us that this is a system that needs to change but basically the child doesn't politically the child doesn't have a say in anything and um they don't, a child has no rights yeah, that's basically that's, that's what politics exactly what yeah. says and so the um child protective services education they're all trying to change that but you know politics is first right when it comes to that, so the child doesn't have rights as much as the parents do. Yeah, and also the there were apparently sheriffs who went to the house too, mm-hmm. who didn't do whatever due diligence that they should have done. Like there was multiple levels of people just completely screwing up, leading to a child's death. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's really unfortunate. It's just an awful, awful case. Uh, yeah. It, there really isn't any other way to but say if you it. want to learn more about that like how to be better how to like keep an eye out and keep a lookout for stuff like that watch the show it's sad and there's like a lot of people that i reached out to that i really wanted to watch it and they're like no 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 and that makes sense but like this is real stuff that's happening and like this show is gonna help you understand and like it teaches you what to do in this situation and who to go to and probably who the best people are to go to. Yeah. So. There's a lot to learn. For watch sure. the show. Yes. Watch it. 10 out of 10. Yeah. Um, and so moving from one sad, depressing Netflix show to one that's sad but not depressing, maybe. One that's pretty, like, just, like, makes you think, like, wow, these people exist. I think it's more cringy. Than it's way more cringy. Else. But it's way more entertaining and just funny. You've asked for it. We have delivered. We finally watched Tiger King. And. It was pretty good. What the heck was that? <laughs> like, what did we just watch? <laughs> Is basically the response. Uh, where do you even start? Honestly, for that one. Let's start with Joe. Joe. Mr. Exotic. The king himself. Um where do you even start with Joe? He, this very nasty looking. Oklahoman. Oklahoman, Moen, Oklahoman, Oklahomer. Uh, man. <laughs> Has this private uh, animal. Tiger zoo. Tiger zoo. But I, they have other things, right? Besides tigers. I'm sure they do. I'm sure, but it they was have gators. mainly a tiger zoo. Oh, they had like a, they had other animals, yeah. Yeah, I think there was a bear too. Yeah, there was like, yeah, yeah. But anyway, the, this guy, <laughs> this nasty-looking middle-aged man, um, who is also gay, and has multiple men at his beck and call. Yeah, it was like, uh, <laughs> how do you even? It was like polygamy. Polygamy. It was for yeah. sure polygamy, but like just. Three men. So strange. It's so strange. Um, but this man named Joe Exotic, he's go he goes by the Tiger King. Um he has he had like this internet show that he would um make every day and uh he would basically take care of a bunch of tigers. Why would over you want to take care of a bunch of tigers? tigers. <laughs> you might be asking as a normal person with a normal brain and frontal lobe, you might be asking, why would you want to have a bunch of tigers? I was wondering the same thing. But every turn in this show, it seems like tigers 
are like the sexiest, like most attractive thing for women or men to want to be around and find other people. Like it is the easiest way to find other people to want to be your friend, apparently. Like I'd never have seen anything quite like that. Um, but Joe is just, you know, this normal guy. He's not. He's not at all. <laughs> the average Joe, who's not average at all. Um, he has a zoo. He has a bunch of um, people who are from the area or people who have just stumbled upon that place that he has hired to work for him. And this is actually a good thing that Joe has done, sort of. He, like, hires he, people who don't have anywhere else to go yeah like they're kind of some are homeless some are and they he they work for him yeah. and he pays them not much not much but he gives them a place to live and food and stuff sort of but it's like <laughs> it's <laughs> it's like i mean it, it's better than having nothing sort of <laughs> <laughs> like just barely better than nothing but yeah. it's better mm-hmm. and uh, and yeah so it's 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 crazy but we'll come back to Joe. The other... But let's emphasize well, these tigers are in cages and they're... That, yes, that's a main Their thing. habitats are not... Good. Livable. <laughs> they're, not, they're not fit for tigers. Which really, I mean, if we're looking at any zoo, m- most zoos, the animals there aren't really in a habitat that's fit for them. Mm-hmm. That's a bigger conversation that we will come back to in a second. Mm-hmm. But the other main figure in the show, you've heard her name, Miss Carol Baskin, Mrs. Carol Baskin. The only thing that I really care about with her. <laughs> she murdered her She husband. probably 99%, most likely beyond a shadow of doubt, murdered her <laughs> husband <laughs> from a previous marriage. She's married to a new ma- another man currently. But she's this rich lady who essentially got rich by marrying this extremely rich man um, and probably killing him. And um, he mysteriously goes missing one day. They never find his body. Police never really do any sort of police work again in in her um, as far as like actually going through their house and like their um, animal shelter that they had as a couple, her first husband and her. Um, they never really did their due diligence as far as like really questioning her. Yeah, from these both of these shows, I'm getting that the um, some of the police suck. Yeah, out there like, kind of trash. They really don't do well with their job. <laughs> <laughs> and like, and I, I, I don't want to get so far off topic again, but that's such a interesting thing. Like, I feel like it's so taboo to some. For us to critique police. Have you noticed that? What do you mean? What is that? Like, it, it's... It, for some people, you can't critique the police. Well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think that's like... A lot of people have probably noticed that over the last 10 plus years. Mm-hmm. But... I just... I, I think but, that's uh, really interesting that... Yeah. Anybody else not doing their job, you can call them out and it's like fine. But you can't really do that with police. When they're not doing their job, it's just, oh, well, they're human. Like there's no really, there's not really accountability, you know? But anyway, that's whatever. That's a whole other thing. We don't want to even get into it. But 
yeah, so she probably killed her husband, but um, her and Joe are in this Batman and Joker. You decide who's who. Uh, she's a war animal with each other. rights person. Is that what you call animal it? rights activist? I guess. Yeah, yeah. But they do the same things. They both. Yeah, keep she still tigers. has tigers in cages, almost worse than Joe's. So. At one point, in the show hers are definitely worse, but like some of them are actually like. Like, well, there's like panthers and stuff like she where they just could not survive out in the wild. But, um, yeah, I mean, I guess she does take. She some had like there. a three legged panther. Yeah, there's ad seizures. There is stuff. rescue a rescue aspect to it. But also there's like, I think Joe does that, too. Or at least he did. Maybe. I guess the difference is breeding. Like Joe would breed his. She yeah. did. did she, she only had like 12. Yeah, so maybe she didn't do that. I mean, Joe, Joe's the one that told us. <laughs> yeah, like, Joe said she only had like she claims 12. to have hundreds of tigers, but there's only twelve here. <laughs> yeah, um, which is good. I, I guess, mean, it's yeah. not good, but it's good. It's yeah. But he had yeah. over, well over two hundred fifty. Yeah, he had so. a lot, and and so they're in this. They're tangled as she basically tries foes. to destroy his business and docs who we're gonna get to. Yeah, she um, tries to basically take out Joe and pretty much succeeds for the most part. Spoiler alert. Um, but there's this other guy, Doc Antler. Um, he's another, he's like, he's kind of like Joe, but like just crazy in a different way. Uh, he has, a, he has a, um, he has like an animal habitat that he's in charge of as well. But he, he's just kind of nasty. He's just kind of gross. He he's has, a, he has people. Polygamy. Yeah, he has like 10 wives yeah. is what they kind of allude to. And they live in awful conditions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but his place was also shut down at, in sort of the aftermath of all of this as well. 2019. In December 2019. Which uh, was like how? Four months ago? Barely four months. Yeah. That, not, not, that, not that long ago. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, the whole show just centers around... <laughs> Like we said, Joe and stuff, but just a whole lot of conspiracy as far as animals go, the rights that animals have as far as being taken into captivity, and then there's people probably murdering people or wanting to have people murdered. Joe, this is pretty much confirmed, Joe tries to have Carol killed, which is why he's currently in prison in Fort Worth. And <laughs> Eric cast with that. <laughs> he well, he was locked up originally in Oklahoma, I'm pretty sure, but because of the coronavirus, he is currently um being held at uh, in a prison in Fort Worth. Um I didn't even know Fort Worth had a like there's a prison everywhere. In every every major city at least, for sure. Fort oh, Worth is huge. I thought they were just like prisons spread out throughout like states. Two in each part of the country, well, like it no, not part of the country, just like in the States, there's like three per state or something like. Yeah, I mean, that's probably, yeah, that's. Oh. I, I think it depends on the state. I didn't know. I guess I didn't know that there was one like in Fort Worth. Okay. Yeah. Like federal, like. Yeah. yeah. Penitentiary. Yeah. No, that that's where he's at. Um. And yeah, I don't even know where else to go with it. It's so like. You kind of have to just watch it. Nasty. Yeah. It, you You have to watch it. It's a whole lot of just shady stuff happening. What's what's oh well we can't forget Jeff. 
what's his name? Jeff. Jeff. There was three. There was three J's. I remember this. There's Joe. Joe Exotic. Uh, the heavier set oh, guy named Jeff. James. You Jeff's know Jeff. the guy who stole his company. Jeff, the shadiest guy in this whole thing who should be locked up before anybody, probably. Except Carol. I mean, Carol no, needs to go, go to jail. No, Joe does too. He was going to kill Carol. Yes, he was. But he also had been saying that for a long time. Like He had been making those kind of statements about Carol for a long time. But he didn't really go through it, want to go through with hiring someone until Jeff put it in his mind that like... Yeah. He should do it, you know? Yeah, why isn't he in... That, that's what I'm saying. Like, Carol's number one, and you can make a case that uh, Joe Exotic should be right there, too. Joe should be in. He should be in jail, but he should have been in but jail. But Jeff should be in but jail. But Jeff hasn't gotten enough questions either. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It, I, I don't... He's slimy. He is, like... He's a slime. I consider him more dangerous because he's so smart, though, and slimy. Like, Joe is... Joe is stupid and like he's dangerous as a person because he's just stupid. But I think the person who knows what they're doing and is shady on purpose and like is very calculated, I find that person to be way more dangerous. Yeah, he needs to be in jail. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Jeff, I, I forget his last name. You'll know when you see him. His name's Jeff. He basically comes on. There's a point in the show where Carol has pretty much destroyed Joe's entire um, park or his whole habitat, like from different lawsuits and things that are going back and forth. She's pretty much taking all of his money and his parents' money. But mm-hmm. Joe meets this guy named Jeff who he thinks is going to help save the business because Jeff apparently has like millions and millions of dollars. He doesn't. He's a con artist. But Joe doesn't realize that until he's basically given Jeff complete control of the entire establishment. Mm-hmm. And so... Joe's a con artist too, though. Uh, He is for sure. But like I said, it's just... he doesn't. He's a con artist almost on accident. Mm-hmm. Where Jeff is very competent and knows what he's doing, um, and so yeah, you just gotta watch it. <laughs> you just gotta. We could never yeah. just tell you everything that happened in the show. I mean, we're super behind too. Like people have probably already seen it. We're kind of late to the party, but yeah. If you haven't seen it, you should definitely watch it. You're not doing anything else right now. It's good. It's good. Um, I'm trying to think if there was anything else from that or or whatever. We we also watched uh, the Avengers again and Avengers Endgame. If you haven't seen that, I, I don't even know what you're doing because it's one of the greatest movies ever. Uh, we watched a show called Nailed It. It's like imagine uh, the Great Br- British Baking Show, but like everybody's like really bad at baking. Well, it's like it's not. Three, it's not like it's that. not like that at all. But it's like it, I just mean in the sense that it's a baking competition. Yeah, it's not that great, actually. It's not good, but it's kind of funny sometimes. Kind of, but the way that they did it is really weird. It's it's cheesy. Like, it's super cheesy. I don't know. It's funny. It's funny. You should you should definitely watch it. It might be for you. Mm-hmm. It's one of Netflix's, like, top 10 shows right now. Um, what else? Has there been anything else super interesting? I think that might have been all that we... We tried Ozark. I didn't like it. Oh, yeah, Ozark. Hannah doesn't like it, but Uh -uh. it looks fire, though. We only made it through, like, two-thirds of the first episode. But if y'all watch it and you've seen the scene where his... um, uh, What's his name? Jason Bateman, I think, is the main character's name. Where his, like, head, like, gang, like, boss guy, uh, spoiler alert, kills all the people. We're up to that point, or I'm up to that point. It looks fire. Like, it's so good. Mm-hmm. 
but Hannah doesn't like it. It's not really her kind of show. Um, and yeah, so that that's mostly all that we've kind of watched. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's I think that's probably going to be the show. Sorry, it's not super like structured or you may not even care about all this stuff. But if you listen this far, we do appreciate it. Um, and we also just want to say, um, again, you've probably heard it a billion times. Make sure you're being safe. Make sure you stay home. Uh, yeah, the only way we're going to get through it is if everybody agrees to just get on board. And that doesn't seem, seem to be happening, but I don't know. There, there is hope for sure. Uh, New York's deaths are currently going down, I think, possibly. They, I know last week they saw their first decline. I don't know if it's consistently going down, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's a lot happening uh, the United States has the most deaths currently as of Sunday, April 12th, as we're recording this. But yeah, it's a lot. Sorry that we have to all do this, but we do appreciate you for listening. Podcasts have actually been having less listeners as a result because people like usually like to have podcasts on when they're driving or when they're like working, when they're at work or just like mindlessly listening to it, listening to it. And now people have to be intentional with their time, sort of. And so you can't just mindlessly listen to <laughs> to um, podcasts. And so a lot of people's numbers are going down. I haven't really paid attention to ours because this is our first episode that we've uploaded in three weeks. So I don't really want to see what it looks like anyway. But if you've made it through this <laughs> and all this rambling, I do appreciate it. Hannah appreciates it. We have been the Unbearable Creatives. Uh, if you have any friends who might like podcasts at this in this very vulnerable time, you have any enemies who might not like you but might like us, give them our name. <laughs> um, and if that's all, Hanny, we will see you next week. Yep. Yep. Bye. Bye. Peace. Love you. <laughs>